Hi, I'm Joe Madden, and you are listening to Halfway Around the Halo. Fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariner racing back to the track. Go! Hello and welcome to Season 4, Episode 2 of Halfway Around the Halo, the LA Angels UK podcast. I am Nick Wright at LA Angels UK on Twitter and or Instagram. I am joined, of course, as ever, by my wonderful friend and co-host, Dave Evans. Dave, how are you doing this evening? I'm good, thanks, Nick. It's been a little while. It's, um, it's nice to finally track each other down to be able to do one of these things. Yeah, it is. I mean, I did see you. When was it now? Last weekend, two weekends ago? Yeah, two weekends ago, I think. Two weekends ago. Time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? Right. But how have you been? How's your baseball? Actually, I know you've been uh, pretty successful, haven't you, playing baseball? <laughs> well, we had opening weekend, uh, not yesterday, as in Sunday, just gone the Sunday before. We, we got the sweep, which was nice. I went four for seven on the day, which is even better for your light hitting catcher here. But um, unfortunately, we did get swept yesterday. So we're back to two and two. And um, we sort of hope to go again this Sunday and um, try and put a few wrongs right. So, uh, yeah, but a good start. You're giving, me, you're giving me the team performance for yesterday, but how was your own individual performance? Ah, it's not about being an individual, is it? It's about the team. <laughs> no, I did all right. I mean... You went, hit, you, went hit, you went hitless, didn't you? I wasn't hitless, no. I managed to get my first double of the season, so I was quite oi, oi. Down, down, down the first baseline, straight over the right fielder's head. Um, you have the but, speed to get two bases, do you? That no, shot. Was, I think it was a ground ball double was official, <laughs> which I was quite happy with because I think there was a chance I could have gone to three and um, I would have been blowing by then. So um, I'm glad it, it went out of bounds and uh, gave me a ground ball double. But uh, no, unfortunately, yesterday it was one for five. But you know, mate, got everything in play. Just you can hit it hard and it just gets fielded, right? So there's much you can do about that. Trust the process and uh, go again on Sunday. So yeah, all good. Absolutely. I'm proud of you. The light hitting catcher. He's turning into Max Stassi over here. Um, before we get going on the podcast, if you're listening to this and you're enjoying what you're hearing, please do go onto whatever your favorite podcast or platform is to go subscribe to this. Like us, and uh, you must be getting this off Twitter. Go and retweet it. Go and give us comments. I know we always appreciate your input. So please go and do that. Anyway, back to baseball. This is the first podcast we've done this season since the games have been going. And, and this is a podcast about your American League West leading Los Angeles Angels. Hey, <laughs> we're winning the division, buddy. How do you feel? Not May yet. It's good. I mean, I'll take this to start with. You know, it was a lot of like doom and gloom after the first series against the Astros, wasn't it really? But it's like at the end of the day, it's like Astros are going to be there or thereabouts come the end of, end of the season. So, you know, it is what it is. But we did the business against um, Miami. We then did what we need to do against Texas. And now we're in the position which, you know, we hope we would be in it, going into a really good series now with the Astros again to see where we are over the last few weeks. Yeah. So let, let's just run through it a bit chronologically. The Astros series, we lost 3-1. We took one of the games against Verlander where Syndergaard pitched really well. Trouty hit a bomb to get the season going and we got the win there. The rest of the series, to be honest, we had that one blowout where the pen kind of gave up. We, we ran them close. We didn't look 
too bad. But at the same time, I said it all the way through. And we're going to see it again this week or these next three days. And it's a bit of a litmus test to where the team's got to from the start of the season and to now. But those Astros, I'm sorry, like people don't want to say it. Because of all the cheating and everything else, people don't want to give them the credit they really deserve. Mm. These Astros are bloody good, right? They are a superb baseball team in almost every facet of the game. The starting pitching has not lost a step. Like, McCullers is out for the year, probably. And McCullers is great, as we know. Verlander's come back and he looks like Verlander. You've got the young guys. You've got people like Akidi and you've got Valdez and Garcia out of the pen. You know, these young guys that have just stepped up to the plate. Bregman's there, like Jeremy Pena came through. Atani made him look silly on his debut, but after that, he, he's looked like another one, you know, another one off the block. Thankfully, Alvarez is on the IL at the moment, and Ryan Presley's gone to the IL, which might help us. But honestly, and I think it was just the fact for me, and I don't want to make this too much of an Astros loving, but the fact for me yeah. was like, guys coming in like Siri, McCormick, you know, guys that not household names in the slightest. They just make play after play. Like, they did not miss a step in the outfield, did they? They caught every ball. They made every play. And then, honestly, people were down on the Angels, including me, after that first series. But what you've got to understand is the Astros have been, like, the cream of the American League for a number of years. They've won the West, for like, is it five years in a row? And they've just or been in the playoffs five years in a row. They're just a fantastic team. And whilst they clearly did look better than us, we did run them close in three out of four. So... This is a test, isn't it, this week? Just let me know, like, what, what did you think about that Astro series to start the season and what you expect to see coming up this week? Well, I think it's sort of more of the same. And you, you wanted to keep it close. Um, we, we've seen highlights from, you know, the three-headed monster at the end of our bullpen as well now, uh, Luke Tapero and Iglesias. You know, they had, no, I think Tapero had one wobble, really. But overall, they've been pretty shut, locked down, haven't they? And that's exciting. So if, if you can keep it tight, to the back end of the game, I, I think you've got a chance. Um, you know, Atani did, did great. He just didn't have his run support as well, did he? So, you know, it's it's a good start. And and you're right, you say five, it feels like 25 years. It just feels like it's been Astros living, haven't it, in the West mm -hmm. for a long time now. And you've got to do everything perfect, everything right, no errors, try and get through it as best as you can, and then still hope that at, sometimes that they fall short as well in order to gain that. But we kept it tight, apart from that, Big, big blowout. And, um, yeah, I, I think with, with the short and spring, spring training as well, lower pitch counts, you know, the bullpen was being taxed all the time. I think Noah went the longest at 5.1. Everybody else around the fours. You know, I think if we can get a little bit more length out of the starters, it's a good opportunity. What are you giggling at? He's mentioned the word length and he's already giggling to himself. So I know what you're saying. I know he, you're he's a smutty, smutty man, let me tell you, listeners. Look at that. You can't see the smile on his face, and I can. Love it. Anyway, I agree. We, I would like some more length out of our starters, but that's going to come. I mean, we know that spring training was shortened, and these guys were on pitch limits. And we've already seen, even like as we go on to the next bit of the series, they're already going a bit further, yep. a few more pitches. So I think things are looking good there. And, and just on this Astro series, what do you think we need to do, really? What is it? we can do to disrupt the the astros because again one of those things that i know our broadcast mentioned and not mentioned very often is the astros don't really strike out and that's a problem when they're just they're always in your face you know they're pests they'll just put the ball in play put the ball in play so is it a, a case where we're going to need the defense to step up where to be honest in that first series we didn't look great and they looked a lot better than us on defense I mean, I can't remember the stat fully, but weren't we? We were one of the worst defensive teams to start with, weren't we? In the opening week, yeah, I think so. Some of the most errors, 
uh, we we need to step that up. You know, as I say, to to beat the Astros over the course of a series, you need to be better defensively. And you know, you hope that that sort of little bit of rust has gone out, and then we can give a better account of ourselves coming in, into this series itself. But that, that's what you're going to do. I mean, um, the the bats play, and you know what we're seeing at the moment. Our pitching can play as well. The starting pitchers done all right. You know the the, the the big boys in the high leverage situations at the end, they're doing well. You've got to be defensively sound. Yeah, no, sure. So Astros, disappointing. Then the Marlins came into town. And to be honest, I said we only needed one out of two, but getting two there was huge to get back to 500 so quickly. Both very close games, weren't they? I think, were they both one-run games? Um, no, they, game one was 6-2. Was it 6-2? Okay, well, it, wasn't, it was close for a while. Um, well, and then you can't count, Lee, so we'll let you off. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's the education system here. Um, but yeah, so we ended up getting two from that Marlins and back on track. Then we've gone into Texas, and we've that first game was weird. I mean, I don't really know what happened there, but wasn't looking great. And then we reel off three in a row. The bats come alive, you know, the pitching is still good, the bullpen looks great. So, how much of that? did you get to see and who are you most impressed by coming out of the Marlins and Texas games? Well, I didn't get to see much of it due to work commitments and stuff like that. But what I am seeing is again, it's the difference in our bullpen at the moment. We, we've, the, the acquisitions of Luke Tapera and obviously re-signing Iglesias could be a massive difference maker for us. You know, the, the starting rotation last year, okay, wasn't, wasn't great, but it wasn't the worst aspect the bullpen was. And when you get these high leverage spots that we're getting into, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling confident that, you know, <laughs> the seven, eight, nine are going to lock this down. Um, yeah, they're going to give up the odd home run here and there. They're not going to have a zero ERA throughout the entire season. For mm -hmm. Something's going to go wrong. But majority of the time, it's those guys are going to lock that down and they're going to bring in some Ws, which we, we weren't necessarily doing last year. And that could be now be the difference between what we've been losing records over the years to potentially a winning record by coming the year. So that's where I've been most happy with. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree. I've said it on said it on Twitter a few times. Aaron Luke, man, oh man, I've got a new man crush. What a guy out the pen. He just looks locked down, doesn't he? Yeah. I just love the stuff. I love I love the way he uses his fastball and then his slider and just everyone seems off balance. And so far, I mean, it's so early in the season, but so far he's proven that last year wasn't a fluke with him. And he's added so... And I love the fact, to be honest, I love the fact the way Madden is using him. And I know some people like to have set positions in the order. You know, we know Rysel is always going to be our clothes. I mean, deserves to be. But I love the fact that Madden is bringing Aaron Loop into the game at important moments when we really need a guy to just get the outs, get two outs, get three outs, you know, get four outs. And just heart of lineups, Aaron Luke just takes them on. And it's lefties and righties. That's the best bit about him. Yeah. In the past, he might have been pigeonholed before the rules change. He might have been like stuck as a, as a loogie. He might have just been like left only, that's it. But he's not. He can get them both out. And I'm a big fan. It's been a great acquisition so far. Could we go so far in the saying, Lord Luke? No, 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 no. The Bundy was, I think he was shoving again today, wasn't he? Yeah, was, well, um, typical. Yeah. Even Heaney had a good one, didn't he? As well. Heaney was, um, no, shout out Andrew Heaney. He was unbelievable for the Dodgers yesterday. Yeah, but we've always said it as well. He has that start in him. 
But yeah, what does he do? how is he going to follow up over the next? He's always had the stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. mentally, we know he's going to. It's funny though because my my Dodgers friend uh, Leon, who's uh, Dodgers in the UK, he was slagging off Heaney all of the spring training. You know, <laughs> how's this guy got a job with us? All this and that, and he's changed his mind already because he's had two starts. And he's been really, really good for the dogs. So I hope it continues. It's a shame he's playing for them, but Andrew Heaney's a guy I've always liked as a halo and really want him to to do well. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more with you. It's, it's just a shame that if he does well, he'll be in another uniform. Yeah, they can lose every other game. That's what I say. They can win one, they can win one in five and I'll be all right with it. Yeah, we'll live with that one. Ryan Tapera then, if we're going back to the bullpen, Ryan Tapera, another piece, as you said, he got blown up, didn't he, against the Astros um, when we lost that game. And there was a bit of a revenge. See, I didn't realise this at the time. I don't know if you realised it. The Astros hate Ryan Tapera because of what they were saying during last year's playoffs when he was at the White Sox and Tapera was talking about them cheating and everything else, you know. So there was a bit of a grudge match there. And you could see it, can you? I think, was it Bregman that took him deep? And did they go back to back on him? I can't remember the exact I, I think it was back to back. Yeah, I can't remember. Tom but Bregman. I'm pretty sure it was Bregman. And Bregman was one of, obviously one of the outspoken guys on that team. So there was a bit of a needle. A bit of needle there, yeah. And you can kind of see, I think, from a Halo's point of view, we didn't really realise, you didn't really understand. Madden probably had no idea um, when he was putting him into the game. But since then, again, he's looked as advertised, hasn't he? He's looked really good. I think he's kind of the de facto eighth inning guy now, isn't he? In close games. Yeah, think... it's looking like it. I think depending on what's going on previously, I think your seven, eight, nine, pretty set there, isn't it? I know Luke might come in a bit earlier, as you were saying, but... But I would actually add a fourth guy because Archie Bradley the other night was superb, just throwing strikes. And that's what I want from any reliever. I just want him to throw strikes. Yeah. None of this. Often you see people just piddling around the edges. Oh, God. Go and attack it. There's nothing more frustrating, is there, than. Trust your stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Bradley's doing. And then even like last night was Jimmy Herger or Herger, as uh, Joe Madden called him on the post game. He's got that funky stuff, which I know Joe Madden loves, and it's always good to have in a bullpen. And one of my followers actually compared him to Scott Shields um, in terms of the delivery, which is high praise indeed. And uh, I don't think he quite deserves that yet. But this pen is looking legitimate. And I am even Oliver Ortega, again, he got blown up in one of his games, but got the stuff. Yeah, I love it. Moments. I mean, you think about oh, Jaime Brea as well coming in for some long relief as well here and there you know it's, it's sh- yeah I'm, I'm waiting for you to burst out into song right now um it's I'll promising a problem like Berea. so the rangers were singing last night in the dugout let me tell you <laughs> so no it, it does feel better the pen feels better than last year I, I mean i don't think you could get much worse in some aspects but it feels better and there's a there's got to be that confidence level flowing through definitely definitely and to be honest we're talking about the rota- uh, the bullpen what about the rotation i mean i've been impressed we got lorenzen on the mound tonight haven't we yep. he was superb in his first start uh he think i think he went six innings in these seven strikeouts and just a 1.5 era so that was like the pick of the starters going mm-hmm. on and we we've been told as advertised he's got the stuff but he's never had this chance to to show it in the majors and what a way to get off to it. And obviously, you could tell he was quite emotional, I think, getting to start in Anaheim, you know, local guy. 
yeah. as we love. We love a local guy, and he'd been to Angel Stadium so many times. And I think I think he said he was there 2002 World Series. Mm. You know, it's, it's that sort of thing. He was obviously pumped up for it, but let's see how he does tonight in Houston. It's a much bigger test, but you've got to be impressed by that in the back end of the rotation compared to some of the pieces we've had over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, what a great start. I mean, it was one start, so I'm not going to get too ahead of myself. But, you know, to go that first six innings, no walk, seven Ks, that's all you ask for. And um, it's all you can ask for. And I think him not, well, him, him not pursuing his also outfield slash DHing, well, not DHing opportunities, but hitting opportunities. And he is going to concentrate fully on being a starter. That will only benefit him as well, because there's only one who can do both nicely. So there's only one two-way player. Exactly. One, two-way play. So, look, I mean... What's his name? Tell me his name. Say his name. Showtime, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, look, it's one start against Miami. Cool, let's see what he now does against Houston. I really want him to be a solid fifth starter. We we hope Alex Cobb would be a solid fifth starter last year. I think he delivered by his injuries and his constant blisters. Florenzin can produce the same as well. That's going to be a great pickup. Fully agree. Although you're a bit annoyed that Alex Cobb has gone to uh, San Francisco and put on a few more miles per hour on the fastball. He was looking, he was looking legit. Last hey, week. those blisters have finally healed up. Eh? Happens to the worst of us, doesn't it? And the best. Yeah, I know. But no, I love this rotation. I've got to be honest. As long as they're healthy, it's going to be good. Well, so it's the, um, I know it's early, so Noah Syndergaard at that amount of money. Are we are we okay now? We I've always said. I mean, I've always said it was fine as long as he's healthy. It's just a risk. As long as he's good. Not necessarily if he's good. If he's healthy, I'm happy. Yeah, but it's such well, a risk coming off that that year. And so far, obviously, he's nowhere near touching the velocity we know him as. But he's pitching. I think he's. I saw a comment himself. He loves it. He said he's not worried the velocity won't come back. But he loves the fact he's having to pitch a bit more instead of throw because yeah. he can't rely on getting guys out with 100 plus. He's having to locate and his stuff is looking electric, isn't it? He had a couple of a couple of uh, bad balls the other day and he gave up two runs, but nothing nothing to be worried about. I mean, I always like to look at um, the command uh, for a starting pitcher. And at the moment, what he's, he's had two walks in 11 innings or so, 11.1 innings, two walks. It's a nice start. And, and that's solid. When, when you think about how good Shohei was for last year, how often was he at the beginning eight, nine, ten walks in his yeah. outings to start with? No, no, he's coming back. It's his first time he's really pitching properly. You know, he's already two and oh. Love it. And I know there's between him and Lorenzo, and I know you're absolutely gonna love it. They work so quickly. Like yes. they just get the job done. And for us, particularly, like when we're watching games in the middle of the night, when it's a one, two, three o'clock start, all I want from my pitcher, I don't to be honest. Don't care if you give up a few runs throwing meatballs down the middle. If you're working quickly and you're saving me half an hour's sleep, I love it. As long as the bats pick them up after. But, but seriously, like it makes such a difference, I think, to the game of baseball, which actually, which actually actually brings me on to a thought I hadn't really had before now. And I do this sometimes when I talk, things pop into my head. And this is one of them. The pitch clock coming in next year. I'd never really considered it as something I'd wanted, something I thought would help the game. But when I sit here and speak about how I enjoy pitches that work quickly and, you know, don't nib around around the zone, they throw strikes and they get the job done quickly. Maybe the pitch clock isn't such a bad thing after all. Maybe it will improve the 
the viewing of the game. I'm not against it, personally, the pitch clock. I, I think there are some pitches you've taken outrageous amount of times and it, it does slow the game down. And, you know, what was what, did I see something that they've been trialling it and they, it's on average taking off half an hour? Of really? Just like, that much? Just like, yeah, of fact, when you think about it. Yeah. Um, I'm not against that. And it will benefit those who can work quicker. It obviously will go against those who want to sit there. But think about back in the day, how long did it take Cambridge Rosen to deliver between each pitch? It was painful to watch. And especially on games when you're getting, you know, stuffed on as well. It's like, come on, mate, sort it out. Mm. So, no, I'm not, you know, different rules you may or may not agree with. But me personally, yeah, I'm not against the pitch clock. I don't know, I don't know if that would be a popular opinion or not, and I don't care. Well, we'll find out. If you're listening, let us know what you think of the pitch clock because yeah. right now I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all over it. Clock. Bring it in, baby. Especially I will be tomorrow night when we start at one ten and Patrick Sandoval's on the mound and slowing things right down. Although <laughs> he, he does win me back over with that sexy change-up. Well, I think as well, you know, it's not only just the speed of the game as well. It actually, it's got to help your, your fielding team as well because if you're actually getting on with your delivery... Your boys are going to be on the toes. They're going to be ready for what's coming. And, you know, otherwise they're going to be standing there on the hills waiting for, you know, to decide whatever you want to do. And then that slow delivery, that slow between time, that's extra time the guys are just standing on their feet, not doing anything. You speed up the pitch clock, speed up the time they're having to wait. It just keeps them on their toes, my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So pitching done. We're very happy with the pitching right now to start the year. What about the hitting? So, again, we started the season slow and it's kind of come alive. I don't know there's a few guys we want to talk about. The first being, you mentioned his name there, old Showtime, Shohei Atani. Started the season really slow, which, to be honest, I wasn't surprised about. I kind of thought he might. There's no way you can... He's Well, he actually finished the year quite slow, didn't he? I mean, he obviously got off to a lightning start and up yeah. to the start break was on fire and slowed down a bit, but still had an unbelievable second half as well. Don't get me wrong. Well, he was just getting walked all the time, wasn't he? By yeah, the he had no, protect- last season he had no protection at all. He wasn't seeing pitches. Starts the year with Mike Trout behind him. And actually, weirdly enough, the fact he was being thrown more pitches, I think probably took him off his stride a bit. Um, hmm. But then this series, he's kind of woken up again and he's hit three bombs and <laughs> he looks like Shohei. He's stolen some bases. He's... Fizzed, fizzed some balls. He hit 119 mile per hour, doubled in the into the right field corner. And he just looks like Shohei again. Not on the mound, but with the bat in his hand. And I'm sure stuff on the mound will come. But what do you think about Shohei this year, his start, and what you actually expect from him? Should we expect him to repeat what he did last year? I mean, I think he's sort of said that he wants to do even better than last year. I, I think it's if he does, he, it's more than capable. His skill set allows him to do so him to repeat it that's a tough ask let's face it everyone knows he can do it now so you know people might try and pitch around him still a little bit more and take their chances but you know it's going to be tough it's going to be tough on the body especially doing it on the mound as well I think he's I think he's more likely to replicate his hitting than his pitching in my opinion but I think he's still capable of doing both and it could be an even more amazing year if he does because the fact that he does it back to back will be even more impressive yes he's had a slow start but, you know, he's, he struck out a fair amount, should we say. And he, 14, he's 14 on, strikeouts, is it? I think he's on 15 now. Um, you know, he, he's the only person to eclipse Joe Adele. Uh, but he's got his one walk, you know. So, you know, that's got to come along as well. Try and get used to 
obviously may be seeing more pictures now because of that protection that he well hopefully will continue to have. So yeah, yeah no, I'm confident he'll come good. It's, it's showtime, and well, he will. You know, he's, he's a special, talented. special man, most talented player of all time. You touched on you touched on Joe Adele there, so let's talk outfield. Mike <laughs> Trout, Mike Trout, going to be out tonight because he got hit on the hand, and I think. Mm. We were all had our hearts in our mouths last night and were praying for a negative x-ray. And thankfully, on Easter Sunday, it was delivered to us. Mike Trout but was all right. But at the same time, that bruise looked pretty horrible. Thankfully, it was only a slider that hit him, but it, I think it hit him at such an angle and such a way that it's done some damage. That could have he's, been all he's got off to a bit of a weird start, hasn't he? He's hit one bomb. I think he's hitting 267-ish. Three RBIs, but the OPS is classic. It's nine seven two, so not far <laughs> off his career norms. And he looks like Mike Trout. I mean, the way he looks at plate discipline and where balls are is just—it's just the eyes, isn't it? He's just got it, and that swing. There is nothing sexier than a Mike Trout home run swing. Well, just the only thing sexier than a Mike Trout home run swing is a Shohei Otani home run swing. Oh, I don't know. If I'm if I'm picking the two, I'm picking Mike Trout. I've got to be honest. Tiny's a bit long for me. Well, I can more short, short and compact. It's not all about length, Dave. It's how you use your swing. A completely reasonable statement. To be honest to me, Nick. No, I mean, Mike Trout was well. He's got his OBPs in the four hundreds. You know, he'll come good. Mike knows what he needs to do. Short and spring training. We'll keep going back to that at this stage of the season. Um, it will start tracking. He'll know what's going on. And um, yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I always. I always worry when people say Mike Trout slash injury slash now he'll be fine because we learned that one last year. Yeah, exactly. But Joe Adele then. Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, Taylor Ward, three guys, two spots. What do you think the best outcome is? So I think I say three guys, two spots. It's not really. Mike Trout's in centre. Taylor Ward is our right fielder um, until further notice and came back over the weekend and looked good, to be honest to him. Maybe he's finally put everything together. The Angels seem to like him. Yeah. And then you got Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele sort of in a platoon. Adele's been playing the last few days against the lefties. Brandon Marsh is probably, obviously, we know, is much better defensively than Adele. But what would you do with these two? It's really tough. Adele got a lot of stick, didn't he, the first few games of the year. He looked lost at the play. 14 strikeouts and some really bad misplays. Um, in the outfield, but he sort of bounced back. Um, he's done better. He's still only hitting 167, but he did get himself a couple of home runs. And yeah, I don't know what to make of Joe Adele right now. What do you think? It is a tough, isn't it? Because you, you do feel that he could be a defensive liability out there. And Brandon Marsh, I feel, was more ready defensively. And he clearly is more ready defensively. Um, but Adele has it in his locker to actually make some decent plays as well. Um, you can remind me potentially who it was against, but he made a great grab as well again on the wall, didn't he? In the same series, I think it was when he decided to throw it sort of in the middle somewhere between cat and plate. That was the opening series, wasn't it, against the Astros? Yeah. So you know, I mean, I think I think that's something that as fans we're going to have to sort of learn to live with with Adele being up. He's he's going to have his strikeouts. He's going to hit a bomb to keep things interesting, and he's going to make some good plays, and he's also going to make some mistakes as well. Um, how how long a leash you can give someone on the mistake side when you're looking for defence and you're looking, you know, it's so important to be sort of errorless, especially when you were talking about the Astro series coming up and things like that. It's a difficult one. Joe Adele's bat, 
you know, it, it can play, but and obviously he's only again he's only worked what one walk as well so far, mm. um, and that's that's always been a thing, hasn't it? His strikeouts to walk ratio as well. He needs to try and be a little bit more disciplined, but it, it's a toughie. I'm glad we've still got both of them. You know, we always felt that mate, if you was a trade, you're going to lose one of them, which mm-hmm. one you lose, blah, backwards and forwards. And I'm, I'm glad that we have kept both. I think though it's something that you need you need to keep him up. There's no point sending him down. He needs that game time in the majors. You do, I agree right now. I do agree with you right now. You need to see what you've got. And there's no guarantee Taylor Ward's gonna be any better and fare any better. So it's still too early in the season to say. However, I would point out, depending on how things go with Taylor Ward and Mike Trout's health, there is an argument to say that Adele or Marsh, but probably Adele should be playing, having every day at bats. Particularly if we look ahead and the Angels are winning and we look ahead to the trade deadline. One of those pieces, if we want anything, is probably going to have to go. You want to see them showcasing what they can do to get maximum value. Mm. You probably need Adele. If you're going to trade him, you need him playing every day and in Salt Lake, probably doing very well for himself. That's the only argument how you can bring someone up like Jose Rojas and as a fourth outfielder. Not great, but does a job as a fourth outfielder. So it's still too early today. I'm just speculating for later in the season because right now you need them both in there and you need Taylor Ward. And you want them to compete. You want them to show that fire, don't you? And we saw the other day, Marsh did something. Marsh hit a two-run home run. So Adele goes and hits one as well, doesn't he? And, you know, like Marsh will try and steal a base. Adele will steal a base, that kind of thing. I think they feed off each other. And as we're constantly reminded, they're best friends. And I think they feed off each other. So right now, I think you do need them both there. But I wouldn't be opposed if the Angels keep winning to uh, seeing one of them go down just to maximise some trade value or playing every day to maximise trade value in the majors, which would be even better if we think they could do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel... I mean, I, I'm glad Taylor Ward is getting to it. It's, it's been a, a very long road for him, hasn't it, as well? He's been all over the diamond, uh, fielding in all sorts of positions on that shuttle bus. So, you know, I really want him to sort of succeed, but you know, in a weird way, I wanted to get to a point where Marsh and Adele were doing so well that they take that right field spot back off of them. And, and that's just competition that you want as well. So it's not a bad thing to have competition in the, in, in the team. No, absolutely. It's what we want. Mm. And we've seen the power from this Angels team. I don't know whether it's still the case now. It was yesterday that the Angels were leading the majors with home runs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I saw that. That that was as of a couple of hours ago. Whether how true that is, I don't Tiny know. three, Adele two, Trout two, Walsh two, Marsh, Mayfield, Rendon, Stassi, Suzuki, Ward, all with homers on the year. That is an impressive list considering we're what ten games into the season. I'm just more impressed that Suzuki's managed to get out of one. Who's, where's this guy come from? <laughs> the young up and coming catcher. You should be See, look, it's still not too late for you. You can find some power in your later years. Cheers, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> you and Kurt are on similar career tra- trajectories, to be fair. So, no, love to see the power, but also not just the power. This is what is really exciting me. And you can tell we're recording this after a win streak because I'm in a good yeah. place and loving these angels. But we got this power, right? But we're also doing small ball, baby. Like Tyler Wade, Andrew Velasquez, they're getting on base. They're running. Like, to be honest. Oh, I love a bit of speed. To be honest, I mean, they're a bit getting carried away, aren't they? We're trying to hit and runs all the time. We're trying to steal. But I love to see it. I don't care. You make the odd cock up on the bases, whatever. Mm. But speed kills. Tyler Wade won us a game with his legs the other day. Just, you know, stealing second, third, and then 
wild pitch, whatever. Like Tyler Wade's legs won us a game. And that's what I love. And he's a guy that we've all complained. About. I mean, you know, you've heard me complain that we didn't get another bat in the lineup and we didn't fix between second base and shortstop. But this guy, these guys like Velasquez, Tyler Wade, and Matt Duffy, who Matt Duffy, I'm oh, just giving him a shout out. We don't need to talk about him, but professional hitter. Although Mike uh, UK Cubs did warn me that he started on fire with the Cubs and then got very cold quickly. But who who cares? Right now, Duffy Duffy's doing the biz, and I'm going to support him. But yeah, this middle infield, and don't say the name because there's obviously a guy I haven't spoken about, and I want to talk to you about afterwards. But let's just talk about the guys we have currently on the roster. Have you been impressed with them? And do you think it complements like the big four at the top really nicely having these guys on base lower down? Well, at the moment, yes. But, you know, we've, we've also not played those teams which, you know, we could struggle against. So I want to see what we're like there. Now, sort of similar to last year, we did really well beating up the teams we were supposed to beat up. But those teams who were going to be at the top end of, of contention, they're the way, that's where we struggled. So how does this sort of going to translate into the Astro series and when we start playing, you know, the, the contenders as such. Um, so, yeah, but really happy with the start as well, as you say. I mean, Taylor Wade, at the moment, Tyler Wade, sorry, really good start. And it was on the, it was a Max Stassi dribbler to third base, which, which he came home on for the walk-off. And um, great, my man did it from at the, at the batter's block and he brought the speed with him. So, yeah, great. You cannot sass the stats. I love Max Stassi. Oh, exactly. I love just, we're just naming these guys, just getting them a shout outs today. <laughs> we love them all right now. Except, right? David Fletcher. Is there an elephant in the room? Obviously, he only had 13 at bats this year, but he looked lost. And he looked lost, to be honest, a lot of last year. He's here for the long haul. He's been, he was given an extension last year and he's got a few years left. Are you concerned? No, not yet. I mean, he, he's injured now, so maybe there's just an injury there. Who, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I hips, think, don't, I mean, hips don't lie, do they, Dave? Hips don't <laughs> lie. Hips don't lie. Look, I mean, I'm not giving up on my boy just yet. It was only this time last year I was calling him the best se- se- second baseman in all of West. I know you. Were, I mean, you were wrong then, and you're wrong now. Pretty, but. yeah. I, I, sometimes I put my hands up. It's not often, but you know, maybe love is blind. Um, but no, David Fletcher, I'm not giving up on my boy yet. He'll, he'll come back good. And um, yeah, he's good. But at the moment, as I say, Velazquez and um, old Tyler, they're doing the job. So give him a chance to recover. Mm, I'm not convinced. Mm. I'm not convinced. convinced. I'm not. I'm worried. I'm very worried about what I see from David Fletcher. I mean, but, it's not pretty reading. It's not pretty reading, but he's only struck out once, if that helps. It doesn't. Teams have found him out. Like, there was one. Who was it? Uh, maybe it was. It was. It must have been the Astro series, and he slapped one, didn't he? A classic Fletch slap high hit above the strike zone, and Carl Tucker was just standing perfectly in the outfield just to catch it. Mm-hmm. Like he would not have been in that spot for any other hitter in baseball, but because of the way Fletch plays, they're just aligning him perfectly these days. So it is a bit concerning to me that he has been found out, and he's going to have to adapt his game a bit if he wants to succeed. He's got to start drawing a walk as well. He's got to get on base in other ways. Yeah, well, you know, you've got to, you've got to adapt, you've got to adjust. So, you know, if that is the case, only time will tell. But, you know, we've got to get him back first and we'll go from there. But again, there's um, Velazquez is coming, you know, to partner up in the middle and build. 
they're doing well. So competition can only help improve. Yeah, no, okay. Agreed. Let's see what happens. Three games against the Astros then. Going to go for your first predictions of the season. we got Michael Lorenzen against Luis Garcia tonight. We've got Patrick Sandoval against Fran Bavaldez on Wednesday. Well, Tuesday for us. And on Wednesday, we got Showtime up against Jake Odorizzi. How do you see these three games going? I mean, it, it could be a tight, tight series. Again, I think, I think if you could choose three of our starters to go in this series, that's probably potentially three. You might want Noah in there as well. But the, the, these three, you'd be happy with. Um, you, you're not throwing out a Dylan Bundy who's, who's really, really bad or anything like that, or you know, three of our more solid pitchers at the moment. Sorry, what did you say? You're not throwing out a Dylan Bundy or something like that from last year. You've got you get three sort of solid pitchers on this Ooh, one. This is the, I know, absolutely. the turn on the Lord. How can you, how, how do you expect the listeners to really trust you anymore? Where's your integrity? Integrity? What's that? I've never had any. Honestly, a guy, he used to love Lord Bundy. And look how quickly he turns. There's no loyalty in the game anymore. And Davis epitomizes it. I'm very fickle. What can I say? I'm very, very fickle. Look, I mean, I think, as I say, it's not going to be easy. We could take two out of three. We could get swept. That's, that's, a, that's very broad. I no, think you've, got, you've got prediction. What are we doing? I don't care what we could do. What are we doing? It's tonight, Lorenzo. I, I think I think Showtime wins the start. Okay. So I, I'll go over two one loss, and Showtime will win his. Okay, I'm going. We win tonight. We lose to Valdez, and we win on Wednesday. So two one to the Halos. I would really be happy to be wrong. I have to admit, I really want to be wrong. Yeah, I really want you to be wrong too, and you usually are. So I'm optimistic. There you go. Maybe I'm gonna. Reverse psychology. Usually, usually I'm the realistic one, and you are overly optimistic. So, well, yeah. So you know, you've got to change it up every now and then. Yeah, it's a new season, new us. Yeah. We come miserable. back. Yeah, miserable. No, we're we're on fire. We're on top of the world. Finally, we got come back from Houston. We got three with the Orioles. Yeah. We've got to be trying to win two or three of those, haven't we? Although they did just beat the Yankees. No, nah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you got to, got to sweep the Orioles. Got to, got to go. Got to do it. Got to do the business. As I said, you got to beat up on the bad teams. And Fletch was safe, wasn't he? So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So never yeah, forget. Go, never forget. So um, go and beat up the bad teams. Um, yeah. So you take one, one from the Astros, sweep the Orioles. You know that's not going to be the end of the world. No, agreed. Agreed. Right. We have got some questions just to end the show today. Not going to go too long. One from Steve. Who is your favourite under the radar angel of the last 10 years? S Dubs 35 asks us. Under the radar. So I'm assuming just not the, the obvious top boys. You cannot say Shohei Atani or Mike Trout. Taylor Ward would be a good one right now. But I'll tell you what, here's one for you. I always liked Johnny Giovatella for his couple of years with us. I love this hustle. I love the way he, I, I just I can't remember which game it was, but I remember when he running around the bases, he drummed and slid in the third. He was giving all the, all the big guns. Yeah, Johnny G, I'll take that. Johnny G, wow. Yeah. 
two no, years. No. He weren't too bad for us for two years. It was rubbish afterwards, I swear, but I thought he was good. I thought he did well for us. Did he? Are you are you remembering this right? I don't remember him doing particularly Probably not very massively right. Get his stats up whilst I think about who I'm going to do because I'm not convinced he was great for us. But he was under the radar. He's not a 300 hitter, but you know I thought he was under the radar. So I guess you can to, have it. What is under the radar? I mean, would Cole Calhoun be under the radar? He, he was a big time major leaguer, but we non-tendered him because he's back. Oh, I loved Cole. Cole's one of my. I loved how he played right field and that cannon. Cole's one of my. Cole's, Cole's one of my favorite angels of all time. Absolutely. Like, is he under the radar? Yeah, I'd say he's. I'd say he's under the radar. When you're next to Mike Trout, you're automatically under the radar. Absolutely. Okay. That's that's where I'm at then. Cole Cowell. No, you can't have him. You've gone Johnny G. I'm not. I'm not letting you have him. I put him out there first. I'm not letting you have him. You've got uh, you've got Johnny G, and that's I'll it. I'll go Johnny G. I'll go Johnny G. I'm I'm fine with that. I'd say they're my top two then. I actually the guy who I really liked, and he plays for our opponents tonight, was Martin Maldonado. Yeah, that's another shout. Yeah, really, really good catch. Obviously, they love him in the Astros. Bit of a clubhouse guy there, and does a lot of good stuff with their pitching staff. So I'm going to shout out Martin. Well, he was superb. Another question then from. J Rider underscore 21. After the first couple of series, has this year's squad got you dreaming of a successful World Series run? Always dreaming. Always dreaming. I'm a believer. <laughs> if yeah, I, I mean, try. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? When you, when you start out, you, you're going to go and do it. You're going to win it all. Um, predictions may suggest that you don't truly possibly believe that. I think if you're in the shout, maybe we've visit, we've got some flex to go and improve afterwards. But yeah, why not believe? We're not even in May yet. If you if you don't want to believe that you're going to win, then what's the point? When I saw a pen, <laughs> now I am a believer. Oh yeah, I got got to agree. Got to on yeah. I don't actually think so. I mean, I don't think we're as good as the Astros for a start. No, of course we're not, but we're going to but, enjoy it whilst it lasts. But yeah, we we're going to enjoy it and. Yes, sir. Got to. It's on the way. It's coming home. Yeah. Coming back to Anaheim. Final question, which is absolutely ridiculous from our friend Rob Langley at Nationals underscore UK. And to I be honest... I it's ridiculous. You're telling me it's from Rob. And it's yeah. Impressive. Never impressive. To be honest, I almost don't want to read it out. It's that ridiculous. Go on. But Dave, if bald people work in a restaurant, do they still need to wear a hairnet? I'm assuming they're in the kitchen. <laughs> Because uh, how many restaurants have we been to where the you know waitresses and servers are wearing hairnets? Well, exactly. So, do they need to wear one? I honestly couldn't care less, personally, as long as it's hygienic. I mean, think about it. Sweat might fall off the head easier if they flick it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Why not? All right. You've got your question answered, Rob. I hope you're happy. Just as we're just as we're talking, we've had an Angels lineup for today, Dave. And oof, oof, no Mike Trout, no Anthony Rendon, Atani, Taylor Ward batting behind Atani, Jared Walsh, Max Stassi, Brandon Marsh, Jack Mayfield, Joe Adele, Tyler Wade, Andrew Velasquez. That is not the lineup you expected to see game eleven of the season, is it? Sorry, did you say no Rendon? No Rendon. No trout. I'm looking at another lineup here. Is this different? Well, one with Rendon in it. 
unless that's what's been changed. Yeah, I think it's been changed. It's an updated lineup, no Rendon. Ah, interesting. Well, it's not interesting. It's bad with Trout or out. But although, as Stevie would say, Jack Mayfield is better than Anthony Rendon, which I do not agree with, let me point out. I'm sorry, Stevie. I like you, mate, but no. <laughs> Just no. So, does that change your opinion? Is that lineup going to get a dub tonight? Is it you're still sticking with an L? Well, I'm still going to stick with an L on that one. No faith. <laughs> makes, makes it a little bit harder. But, you know, I've got my boy in there. You know, Stassi's still in there. He's going yard. It you're definitely, happen. you're more Suzuki than Stassi. So, there's only <laughs> one boy for you. Anyway, Dave, that was really fun to get back chatting Angels baseball. We're on a high here. We've come off five wins out of six or four wins out of five. Whatever it was, we're happy. Five wins out of six. No, it was, right? Over the week. Yeah, six and four. Yeah, we're, we're delighted. We've done, we've done a good job. We're off to a hot start. And let's hope it continues into Houston, right? Yeah, that's it. It's, it's middle of April. We've got to enjoy it still. Yeah. We've got plenty of time to be depressed about the season. Later on down the line. Exactly. Right. We will catch you soon. We won't leave it so long between recording this time. We'll try and make sure we get back on our regular schedule so you have lots of UK Angels content for your, I was going to say enjoyment, but I don't know if you enjoy this. We enjoy creating them, so we're enjoying it. And I hope you, if you've got to this point of the show, you've probably enjoyed it a little bit. So thanks for this point of the show. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you, as always. Please do go like and subscribe, retweet everything when I put this up on uh, on Twitter. So all the best, guys, and go Halos.